everybody. My name is Lindsay Young, and I am a staff writer and assistant editor here with the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of our Getting Open series, which really focuses on all things mental health. Over the past several weeks, we have talked to a number of people connected to the Vikings organization, from players to general manager Rick Spielman and chief operating officer Andrew Miller, really about their personal experiences and their thoughts on mental health, and also their desire to break down the stigma and just really normalize the conversation around mental illness and the way that it affects so many people in their day-to-day lives. Today, I'm really excited to sit down with Alexander Madison, who's going to share a little bit about the way a college experience has opened his eyes to the world of mental health and really given him a passion to raise awareness for suicide prevention. Alex, you and I obviously talked earlier this winter um, about mental health and suicide awareness. Can you just explain again for us about your connection with Tyler Holinsky and how his passing has really impacted you? Yeah, yeah. So back in 2017, uh, we played Washington State um, early on in the season, and uh, we went into a triple overtime that game um, and lost that game. And, you know, I just... It's kind of like one of those unexplainable feelings um, where, you know, you just go into a game where there's that much emotion poured out onto the field. There's obviously going to be room for a, a emotional connection left, um, you know, a, across the field. So uh, that's just one of the things you see in his, his story unfold. He's a Southern California guy, uh, just like myself and, uh, you know, great, um, great athletic talent. And um, from, you know, what the things that we hear, you know, he's a great young man as well. And, um, just to, to hear that happen was just something that, um, it hurt deeper than what I, you know, what I would have ever thought just because, um, I didn't personally know him that well, but, um, just, just like I said, being out there on that field and, and going to war like that, um, you leave room for an emotional connection and, and there's that respect, um, from the other side of the ball. Thanks for sharing that. And I think when the news came out that Tyler committed suicide, I think it rocked a lot of people. Um, and I think part of the reason for that is as a society, I think it's really easy for us to have a mindset that, you know, this person is successful. He's an athlete. If they're at the pro level, you know, he has money, he's physically fit. You know, they they have it all. Maybe that that tends to be an easy mindset to have. He must not have a worry in the world. As an athlete yourself who's witnessed the struggles that others experience and are now at the pro level of football, what would you say to that? Um, I would definitely say that we're all human, whether, you know, we play professional sports or whether we're the CEO of a company or whether you're you're not any of those. Um, Everyone's human and everyone has uh, the same problems, the same issues to deal with and and pan out um, on a personal level. So, you know, whether that's your own personal issues and problems and and, uh, emotions that you have to navigate through, um, that's your life, that's your story, that's your path and your journey. And I think that, you know, a lot of people might stick to, um, you know, well, you play football and, uh, you know, you have to be this big, strong uh, man out there on the field all the time. And that, you know, that doesn't always have to translate to off the field. You know, we, we have emotions and, we have uh, things in life that we have to deal with. So um, it, it can be taken for granted um, just as easy as a player as it can be um, a non-professional uh, athlete. I think that's exactly right. What you're just talking about and that 
really leads into my next question too, because I think throughout this whole series, we've been talking about the stigma, right? That surrounds mental illness. And especially it seems to be seen at possibly an even deeper level among athletics. You mentioned that kind of expectation to be a big, strong man on the field. Can you elaborate a little bit on that, on why that stigma is the way it is um, among athletes? Yeah, I believe that, you know, there's just a, um, there's just a, an unknown uh, rule that you, you can't show emotions that, you know, if you do, you're soft, if you, you know, they'll, they'll tag you with the, the terms of, of not being an elite athlete, whatever it might be there, your career, your, everything that you've worked for in a moment of weakness, it's not really supposed to be seen as weakness. It's a moment of dealing with emotions and feeling emotions, Uh, but it's been tagged with weakness and softness and, um, you know, that's obviously the opposite of what you would expect the game of football to be. So I think that just the fact that people dealing with emotions get tagged with that um, is it shouldn't be that way, um, especially because in this world where there's so much that goes on and, you know, life can take you one way and then take you the other way the next second. So um, in my opinion, I don't think that stigma is is right and that we all have emotions that we have to deal with and some people can deal with them better than others. But at the end of the day, it's not healthy to hold all that in. And that's where you're seeing a lot of athletes coming out and, and expressing themselves um, nowadays because there have been a lot of athletes that just become over overwhelmed with so much, um, so many emotions, so many things, the weight of the world on their shoulders and Um, you know, we're just kind of forced to deal with it in a way that no one else can see us hurting. No one else can see us feeling those emotions. In the previous segment of Getting Open, we talked to Adam and Caitlin Thielen and their Thielen Foundation really focuses on how much mental illness in youth has increased so much. Um, And that's kind of a topic that goes overlooked sometimes. So when you're talking about how the tide is kind of starting to turn, you know, there are athletes across the NFL, including your teammates. I know I've seen some stories from other leagues as well of these athletes who are sharing their own experiences around mental health. How much of an impact do you think that can have, especially on the younger generation? Oh man, I think, I think it, it can it can be extremely impactful for especially the youth, uh, just simply for athletes, professional athletes to use their platform and share their stories and, um, you know, promote the the importance of mental health. That's something that goes a long way, not only for adults um, who are dealing with, you know, bills and, and stress and, and all of these things, but kids as well, especially during this time or doing school online. And, you know, there's all these different things that uh, kids have to deal with as far as growing up and, and those emotions and all of those things that you go through that sometimes not, not an, anyone can just understand that. Some adults can't really understand and put themselves in that, that perspective of some of these things that these kids have to go through because none of us had to do school online and, couldn't go outside and play with our friends and things like that in those types of uh, environments. So 
Uh, for me, I think that using our platform and, and being able to share our stories is something that kids can look at. And anyone that's dealing with anything, they can look at that and say, I'm not alone. And I'm not the only one that has had these emotions and had these feelings. And how can I get out of this dark place that I'm feeling like I'm in? And they can look up to some of the players or some of the important people in their life that they look up to, and they can hear these stories and relate to them and they can find their way out of that dark place. In another recent episode, we we talked with Vikings general manager, Rick Spielman, um, and he really emphasized the importance of mental health within the organization and how much he cares about the topic and wanting to make sure that that players and staff alike, you know, coaches have the resources that they need. I guess, what does it mean to you to be part of an organization that does show support for this type of topic and empowers you guys to share your stories? It means a lot to me. Uh, that's one of the things that I love about uh, this organization is that they care so much. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to be any other way just to know that they are very supportive and, and the things that their players are passionate about is something that is really inspiring to me. Um, and definitely just helps me want to uh, use my voice and use my platform even more um, knowing that I have that support system behind me. I know you've talked about in the years since Tyler's passing, you've been passionate about just learning more about mental health and learning more about suicide and suicide prevention. What are maybe a couple of things that you have learned, you know, in your own research about those topics? Um, I've, I've dug pretty deep and just um, just finding out a lot about the small things that can help someone turn their mental health around and someone that's not very aware of their mental health and how that can creep up on you. And, you know, I didn't even realize um, years ago that I was in a position where um, I noticed my mental health was, was not, was not good. Um, I was in a place where, you know, things were just going bad for me left and right. And I'm just like, why, you know, the, the universe feels like it's just crushing in on me, sending home, sending home money, uh, my stipend checks and things like that to help my parents, my car breaking down, losing friends. Um, all of these things are just happening and happening, happening. And I realized that I was trying to fix everything myself and trying to get answers and solve problems with answers that aren't even there. And so um, a lot of the times I realized that, you know, people can find themselves trying so hard and forgetting to check on themselves, checking on, you know, everyone else but themselves and trying to figure out everything without trying to really find out what they can do to help their situation. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of different things like yoga and, and getting the right amount of sunlight, um, the proper foods to eat. You don't want to make sure that you're feeding your body with the proper nutrients and all of those things, they all come together full circle to help your mental health and, and help you navigate through life. So just to follow up on that, were those things that you were able to use for yourself when you were going through that hard time, or was it a little bit more of a struggle? And then you kind of learned these, these techniques later on to maybe help you if, if that comes up again. So I started doing uh, yoga. Um, that's something that the team had for us. And that, that helped me a lot. Uh, but really in that moment, I just let go and let God. And, you know, I have strong faith in, in God and, and his plan for me. And um, that's kind of where, where I just handed the baton and, and cast all my burdens onto him. And 
everything started to work out for me. And uh, then, you know, looking into it deeper, that's when I started to really find out how can I help myself and set myself up to be in a better position so that when adversity hits, you know, I'm prepared for it and my mental health is strong enough and everything's aligned to where I can try and navigate through uh, as easy as possible. And something else that we've talked a lot about is support systems. And you mentioned even helping to support your parents and things um, and just kind of the hardship that that was, but I know how close you are with your family and you've talked a lot about that. Um, What has a support system looked like in your life? You know, whether family, friends, what does that look like for you? For me, I have an extremely, extremely strong support system. Um, My mom and dad, my brothers, and then my aunt and uncle and my cousins and uh, you know, we're just a really tight knit family. Um, I, I was raised in the church. I was raised to ignore all of the bad things going on around me. So, you know, my parents, they kept me and my brothers um, strictly down the path of, you know, school and, and sports and, and just, you know, trying to do the right things and stay out of uh, the, the troubles. And so, you know, I give all credit to them for for raising me the way that I am and, and my family just being so tight and everyone just supporting whatever it is that I wanted to do, whatever it is that my brother wants to do, whatever it is that my cousin wants to do, whatever it is that anyone in our family wants to do, we're 110% in and super supportive of each other. And I think that really goes a long way in, in mental health. And, and, you know, for me, I was at a point where I was kind of hiding my, uh, you know, just you live in that, that lifestyle, that stigma where I was kind of just holding in my emotions and no one really knows what's going on. And, you know, I just know that I have that support system back home. And so some people don't have that. And so I think, you know, it's it's right. And it's the best to encourage people to, you know, support your loved ones, support your family, support your friends, whatever it is that they're going through. You might not even know it because they might not wear it on their sleeve like some people do. Uh, they might hide it inside um, what a lot of people do. So always be that support system. And, you know, I just encourage people to just reach out to friends and family and just check on each other because it's hard times. And just in, in our conversations, I know that, you know, that is your heart just to help other people and, and to encourage other people. And that kind of leads into my next question as well, because I want to talk about your brand. Um, I am gifted. You know, I you're wearing some of the merchandise right now. I know I have one of the sweatshirts. I know you were recently back in Boise and um, being able to share that with other people. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the message behind your brand and the vision that you have for it in the future? Yeah. So um, when I think about life, it's what you make of it. And so I just, I always want to ask myself the question too, what do you want to make of your life? Um, So that's something that people can always just ask themselves. What do you want to make of your life? And my brand, I I really wanted to start a, a brand that was more than just a logo, more than just my initials tagged on some merchandise or anything. I wanted it to be more of a movement, more of something that can mean something to somebody uh, like it means to me. So I came with I Am Gifted, and that's because I wanted to integrate my initials into something that was meaningful and that something that people can support. And with that, um, I say that everyone has a gift inside. Everyone's born with a gift. You just have to find it, embrace it, and use it to shed some light into the world. And I think that, you know, wholeheartedly believe that just seeing I am gifted, um, you're subliminally telling yourself that you're gifted. And I think that goes a long way. So I like to 
have merchandise where, you know, it, it says I'm gifted and, and people can look at that. And just in the second of you reading that, whether it was in your head or out loud, um, you know, passing by, you just told yourself I'm gifted and just spreading that light, that positivity, that love. Uh, that's something I'm super passionate about. And so I just I just really want to make sure that my brand means something and that it's more of a movement. So that's why I really wanted to do that uh, collaboration and, and emphasizing mental health and suicide prevention so that people uh, around the world that, you know, might be feel like they're in a dark place. They can, you know, look at I am gifted and the message behind it and believe in something. I know. I definitely love the mission behind that. Um, the sweatshirt is super comfy too, which is an added bonus, but definitely hope that people go ahead and, and check that out. So thank you for sharing more about that with us. And then lastly, I guess just kind of bigger picture, you know, why did you want to be a part of this getting open series and what do you hope that people can take from this? Everything's bigger than me. Um, so I want to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. And um, I've been able to do that. I've been blessed to be in a position with my platform and and being a part of such an amazing organization in the Vikings. And, and I just wanted to make sure that I was able to be vulnerable um, so that somebody else can look at that and they can be vulnerable as well. So I think the Getting Open series is something that's amazing for uh, us to share our stories and for people to be able to relate. And um, like I said, I just hope that anyone out there watching, anyone out there listening, they get the message that you're not alone. And anyone that has anyone around them that is feeling that way, just continue to show that love and support and and make sure that you're that, that support system for them. Thank you so much, Alex. I think that's all I have for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much to Alex for really being open and honest about his experiences and sharing with us more about his desire to um, support additional resources for mental health, as well as continue um, to raise awareness for suicide prevention. In the coming weeks, keep an eye on all Vikings digital platforms as we continue to roll out our Getting Open series.